Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Patrick Dodd. I'm Ronnie Chan. Today, we are going to be um, revisiting past episodes. Um, this is the first episode in the beginning of a series um, where we will be doing remixes of these past episodes. And so we will be taking a trip together back in time, 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 to episode one, where we will start talking about uh, planning and estimation. And so um, we watched the episode, and I'm curious, Ronnie, what are your thoughts on that? Are there things that jumped out at you that you loved or things that you thought were missing? Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, so listening to the, uh, um, the episode um, and the case, uh, it's basically a case scenario where uh, Mark brought up um, the case of, okay, estimating related stories, right? Uh, the point here was that there, at a, this was in a real experience that he went through where he had a team uh, that had three stories that were not necessarily related, but they were similar. They're not dependent. Um, and when you estimate it independently, you would estimate it one way versus if you were to estimate it in a serial manner, because they are similar, the second one would be simpler. The third one would be even more simpler. So the, the premise was that, okay, in that situation, right? Uh, let's just say these three stories independently, if you worked on them all separately, they would all be about, you know, let's say five points just for the sake of argument, right? And then, um, and then there will be, you know, because they are similar stories, they'll all be five points. And, um, but if, they were done in serial. Now, second one's going to be simpler. And this is a real life and situation. I've gone through a similar type of, uh, you know, situations in the past. And this is a very valid point to bring up, right? How do you, how do you estimate this? What's the right number, right? And I think the key, I believe it was Brent who brought up um, one big question: Are they going to be done at the same sprint or not? And that is absolutely the key question, right? And they could, and. And I agree with the response to that. And um, it, if it was done independently because they're independent, they really should have the same point, assuming that it's okay to put this in three different sprints, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, but if you choose and if you decide then planning and say, okay, well, um, we're actually going to do all of these three in the same sprint, then I would, um, agree with the fact that you would you know, point them slightly differently, meaning the first one, the hardest and therefore highest point, second one, slightly lower and third one, so on, right? Um, so that depending on how um, you order it, it would be different. And that leads into the planning part. You know, uh, that's, that's what kind of struck to me that um, they, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so, you know, that's the first thing I thought was kind of, that stood out to me. Cool, yeah. And I, I think what, what stood out to me was um, the benefits of estimation. And I think that there was, they, they talked a little bit about this, which is you know, the best of the benefits of the, uh, estimation on paper leads to better predictability, you know, mm -hmm. commitment to stakeholders, that kind of thing. But uh, one of the things that I think um, was was left out or just kind of alluded to subtly, which I think is really important, is um, at least shared understanding. Um, in the video, uh, what Brent and Mark talked about was estimation primarily as 
a planning and a uh, predictability tool. And, and I think on the surface that that's absolutely true, but I actually see it as uh, something else entirely, which is a tool to get the team to develop alignment on the work that they're doing. So it's almost like the estimation itself is a byproduct of achieving that shared understanding. Um, and the classic example of this is something that I see in planning poker all the time with teams, which is where you'll get, like, let's say a team of five people, for example, five developers, and four of them will estimate something as a three, and then one person will estimate it as a 20. The, the anti-pattern to this would be taking an average and saying, well, four out of three, you know, it must be a three. You know, that's, that's actually getting away from the benefit of it. Um, I would say that um, the best benefit that we can get out of these types of exercises would be asking, well, why do you think it's 20? Because um, the numbers by themselves, sure, I mean, they're a valuable metric, but it's pulling details like, well, the person who voted for a 20 might have been thinking of all the testing that needs to occur. Maybe it's just a one-line code change, but it touches the entire system. And so you have to have, you have to do a complete regression test run. So um, that's that's kind of what jumped out. That's kind of what jumped out to me. Um, you know, this is really uh, amazing or interesting that you bring this up because that's exactly what I was thinking myself. Um, I thought this was kind of going tangent because they really didn't get into in the last episode, the, the original episode. They didn't get into that aspect of estimation, the value of estimation. What is you know. What do you really get out of estimation, right? They didn't go into detail. And I totally agree with you, Patrick, because it's the dialogue that occurs when there is mis um, a disagreement in how you point something, right? Mm -hmm. And that uh, basically forces you to say, okay, well, this is why I think it's three. And, and the other person might say, this is why I think this is eight. And that dialogue is so valuable so, so that the team can get on the same page, right? Um, and um, so I, I thought when we talk about estimation and uh, refinement, you know, that the value of that is something that we really want to make sure that people understand that. And these days, uh, you know, there's uh, basically some camp that says, okay, estimation, I don't know if there's a whole lot of value in estimation. So there's just no estimation, right? Some, some um, camp will say, well, no estimations, but some will say, well, estimation is absolutely valuable. And I kind of get both points. Uh, there are pros and cons in both ways, right? But I do think that there's a lot of value in the conversation, the dialogue that occurs when you want to clarify how, you know, so, the worst case scenario for a scrum master is for a team to, for everybody to say, oh, it's always a five. Everything is a five, <laughs> for example, right? And, and it just goes, okay, that's a five. Oh, that's a five, that's a five. And okay, we're done with planning. We're done with yeah. <laughs> it, right? And then there's no conversation. And that's, that's kind of like a nightmare to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, when there's disagreement, I kind of feel like, okay, cool. Now we can talk about this, you know, so. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and this topic is interesting to me because it is, um, it's when people talk about ben, uh, estimation and, and planning, um, this is probably the most commonly requested coaching engagement I receive. Mm. And if mm. I ever talk to any team and just say, hey, what's your biggest problem? Invariably, they will come up with estimation. And 
the, the interesting thing is I find that it's actually a symptom two or three levels back of a root problem that's completely different. And so when, when people talk about estimation, what I've found is a lot of the times it's because they don't know what the story is or, or what the task entails. So it's like if um, a lot of the times the teams that say, well, we don't know how to estimate or there will be third parties that come in and say, hey, this team doesn't estimate good. They're not predictable. Um, nine times out of 10, I'll go in and look at their stories and they're one-liners. And they're usually like, you know, task-oriented, like um, include this image in the UI. Okay, well, what kind of testing? Is it touching legacy UI? Is it like those kind of things aren't ingressed? So that's, that, that's something that I actually find to be um, more prevalent. And a lot of the times when a team says, well, we struggle with estimation, that's actually a cue to me to say, okay, what really are you struggling with? Because yeah. we can all be planning poker. Uh, a lot of times this comes stems from like project planning where you are, you know, when you're creating a project plan, right? If you go back to waterfall, you are asked to estimate and make forecast and commit, right? And then they will have all these tasks lined up. Um, and so if you're in that mindset, okay, we are, I'm actually making a commitment for me to get some things done. Um, and if you come from that mindset, it's kind of scary because you're, you're kind of, um, you know, putting yourself in a spot where you say, okay, well, shoot, I've committed to that. So I have to finish this in, you know, this much time. And if I'm not, I'm a failure, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, uh, and that's when you come from that mindset, um, I think uh, estimation can be scary. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think what we, as coaches, as coaches, we want to make sure that this is a little different from that. <laughs> it's right. more about getting a better understanding, getting uh, on the same page um, is what it's more about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it's funny you say that because that, that brings me back to a couple moments in, I think it was around three minutes in the previous podcast in episode one, uh, where Brent and Mark talked about uh, the possibility of gaming metrics, gaming mm -hmm. velocity. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's something that I think is, is dead on and something that I repeat for this episode as well is there's anytime we have metrics, somebody's going to try to game them. And yep, so, yep. and like you say, if there's fear around it, like if you come from a waterfall uh, culture where everybody um, uh, is, is saying complete this or you're a bad person, then there's going to be a lot of anxiety around estimation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so a lot of times the coaching is about trying to make, you know, people understand, okay, what's a little different here? This is, that's not what we're trying to do here. Um, so yeah, that could be, that could be our challenge. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, anything else you can think of, Ronnie? Mm, I think I think we're in good, yeah, good, good place to call this one good. Yeah, I I agree. Mm, Great, yeah, we did it. Uh, did it less than fifteen minutes once again. Uh, remixing episode one, so I guess that's my cue to say that's the end of this iteration. I'm Patrick, and I'm Ronnie. And until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at fasterstandup.com or find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than a Standup.
The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.